Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On SEN, your home of sport. It's time on. Welcome along to uh, Time On. It's a little uh, cameo half hour time on uh, this evening. Uh, Brett Phillips in the chair with you. one 736 736 or on the temper text 0433981116. After 6.30 tonight, uh, the SCN NBL show will swing into some live sport from uh, 7 o'clock tonight in the A-League. A big game for Melbourne City up against the West Sydney Wanderers. Some talking city on the back of that after uh, 9 o'clock uh, tonight, and I'll be back with the Sporting Capital after uh, 10 o'clock. But happy to take your calls. North Melbourne uh, Membership Day, of course. We'll have a chat to uh, John Blakey. He's uh, homecoming uh, back to uh, North Melbourne. We've heard, of course, uh, from the coach uh, today, a fascinating chat with David Noble on uh, uh, Dwayne's show. We heard from the chairman, uh, Ben Buckley, uh, earlier today. Aidan Corr, of course, uh, coming down from the Giants, so there is uh, plenty happening at uh, the Kangaroos, and we'll get the take of uh, John Blakey. Uh, what a resume in uh, football playing-wise and also coaching-wise. Uh, I'm also just keeping a close eye on this uh, Marsh Cup game between WA and SA. We were over in the West uh, last night uh, talking about the Shield match that had taken place between South Australia and Western Australia in the last uh, few days, and Cameron Green... Uh, racking up some uh, magnificent numbers. Well, he's gone from the longer uh, form across four days into the shorter form uh, today, uh, whacking 144, if you don't mind, off 101 deliveries, 16 into the fence and four cleared it. WA, five for 369. Uh, great score off 50 overs. And uh, South Australia at the moment, uh, currently one for 68. So uh, Jake Weatherall, the man out for 29. Harry Nielsen on 28. And uh, Travis Head on the back of his double century in that Shield match is unbeaten on nine. So we'll keep across uh, that particular score. Another very good day for uh, Lamelo Ball. We'll touch on that in the NBL show after uh, 6.30. And uh, Peter Hooley is going to join me for that. And he'll be off to the premiere, of course, of uh, a a great uh, movie that's going to be out on Thursday in uh, all uh, cinemas, the Hoyt Cinemas. And uh, Lamelo Ball for Charlotte today. Uh, The 30 points, the six rebounds, and the eight assists. So he is racking up some great numbers. They did go to Portland, though, 123 to uh, 111. We'll chat to John Blakey in just a moment. There's been a few uh, voices certainly uh, speaking uh, today. And, and Jared's chat with uh, Andrew McDonald was a really fascinating one uh, earlier today, just on the form slump of Aaron Finch. And then obviously Australia and New Zealand to go head to head. Tomorrow, though, with no crowds, here was uh, Andrew McDonald on with uh, Jared Waitley earlier today. I see him starting to get back to where he has been before, uh, albeit it's on the training track. Uh, so now it's just a matter of connecting that into into games. And as we know, once the pressure goes up, that that, that is easier said than done. But he's a quality player. Um, I'm really confident that he'll return to the levels that we know he can. Uh, I think you look at his numbers in terms of you know, T20 international cricket, you know, strike rate of 150 plus, uh, an average of 35 plus. There's not too many players that can do what he can do in this game. And there's always going to be ebbs and flows uh, within T20 cricket. 
Um, I'd say there's a little bit of an overreaction to a small sample size based upon a, a guy that's you know probably in the top handful of T20 international cricketers ever. Well, it's one of the stories we're going to continue to observe uh, during uh, the week as, of course, Australia 2-0 uh, down in that best of five uh, one-day series, uh, T20 series, I should say, against uh, New Zealand. Uh, no crowds uh, for the next uh, couple of games in uh, Wellington to be assessed. Uh, but uh, obviously, um, yeah, one we're going to yeah, follow pretty closely, uh, Aaron Finch. It just depends. There's so many different views on uh, where he sits. Obviously, there's plenty going into uh, to bat uh, for um, uh, for Aaron Finch, who believe he should be in the side and be captaining the side for the T20 World Cup. And there are others thinking he is on his absolute last legs. It just depends uh, where you come from. It certainly has divided uh, opinion. Uh, Matthew Nix, the Adelaide Crows coach. I mean, we've been discussing this for an eternity. And I said last night, I want to see the AFL Community Series and this whole man-on-the-mark rule. I just want to see it unfold over the next uh, four or five days. But the Adelaide Crows coach, uh, with his view. There's been a few where, uh, you know, I feel they may over-umpire it a little. Um, I like what they're trying to achieve with the rule. I'm just not sure. Um, I, saw, I saw an absolute ripper where someone was standing to mark 20 metres out from goal and turned around, that, and that was 50. That, mm. that worries me. I, I think as long as we don't over-umpire it, um, it, will, it will increase some of the speed on the ball because, you, you know, the ball carrier is able to take, you know, go back off the mark and then roll and play on and, and not have someone already standing in the corridor. But... Um, Oh, it's a good challenge. It'll be interesting to see how it rolls out. And we saw something a little bit new with Port Adelaide. I think they took the game on. They they took a lot of um, a lot of risk with their ball movement, and it and it paid off. They and they played some great footy and were really hard to come up against. So coaches are always looking to find uh, a new way to change the game. I think the scoring uh, has, has begun to increase anyway. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of rule changes, but I also understand and respect why. Um, the AFL are looking to have more scoring. It's, it is more entertaining when the ball's zinging up and down. It's, it's, it's interesting that we want to change the rules. I, I love the game as it is, so I'd love them to keep me where Yeah, I find it hard to disagree with, uh, to be honest, with uh, Matthew Nix, but let, let's see how it does roll out as we get uh, vision of all the AFL Community Series games over uh, the next uh, few days. Uh, Adam Trelaw's uh, first outing in new colours may come as early as Monday for the Western Bulldogs, so we'll uh, monitor that over the next uh, few days. Elliot Yo working his way back from osteitis pubis, so won't play uh, round one uh, for the Eagles against uh, the Gold Coast. We'll have a chat to John Blakey in uh, just a moment. It is uh, North Melbourne Membership Day, free North Melbourne Membership upgrades today, only membership .nmfc.com.au Access to 11 North Melbourne games for $99 today only. Uh, Membership.nmfc.com.au And I think we've got John Blakey, of course, uh, legend across uh, two clubs. Uh, maybe someone knew I was in the chair tonight because uh, I love John Blakey when he ran around for the Roy Boys. 135 games, 224 for the Kangaroos, 1996-99 Premiership player. Since retiring in 2002, of course, four years in Brisbane as an assistant coach, that 2003 flag uh, coach one game, of course, in Lee Matthews' absence, and then a long stint in Sydney as an assistant coach, uh, director of coaching, so many roles, and he's come back to uh, the Kangaroos. John, it's great to have you on time on tonight. Oh, thanks very much. Pleasure. What's it like being coming back to... Uh, the Roos, where you played over 200 games, uh, played in such a successful era in the mid to late 90s and now coming back to the club? Yeah, it's, um, 
certainly a great experience. It's like I never really left the place. It seems like uh, it's been 20 years since I've been at the Kangaroos. I've been in Brisbane and Sydney, as you mentioned, and I walked back into the club and thought, geez, where are those 20 years gone? The only, the only difference is probably the new facilities, the great facilities there. Well, I was going to say that. That would be the most noticeable difference from the facilities that you trained and played at at uh, the old Arden Street. But I mentioned a lot of the same people, those, you know, die-in-the-wall people who play such critical roles as volunteers and in the background. A lot of them, I imagine, John, are probably still there. Yeah, they sure are. And and that's a, that's what makes a club such a great place. Unfortunately, with COVID, a lot of them weren't able to... Uh, hang around the place, but uh, they're slowly filtering back in and obviously they come down and watch the boys train and that, so it's, it's been great to bump um, into those old faces and, and reacquaint with them and um, just reminisce about the old days, really, and then and, and talk about how we're uh, going to drive this group forward. What is the club you've walked back into, John? We've heard from the coach today, we've heard from your chairman, we've heard from a, a new recruit, but for someone who knows a lot about the North Melbourne culture and, and just the makeup of the club, what is the club you've walked back into and what do you expect or what are your own expectations of what can be achieved this year? Yeah, we, we don't put a limit on anything, really. I mean, it's it's a great place to be. It's really exciting. We've got a very young um, list. You know, we have 20 players that are 22 and under. And I think that's the most in the competition. Um, and they're really quality players. You're talking Bailey Scott and Taryn Thomas and, and guys like that. And you, you throw in our new draft picks this year with... Um, uh, Will Phillips and, and Charlie Lazaro, and, and they're going really well. Tom Powell's playing for us really well. So we're really excited about that group that are coming through. I mean, obviously, we've got a whole new uh, um, coaching group there, um, and there's been a big turnover in the list. So it's just a matter of time now that we've got to mould this team together, uh, teach them how we want them to play, and, and then I... I, I Really, the, the ceilings, you know, we don't want to put a ceiling on what can be achieved. John, you mentioned those new recruits, and obviously you've tried to add uh, speed in, in looking at the list demographic, look, looking at the, the type of play you had, trying to get more speed into the lineup, but also adding uh, young players with great character. Young Will Phillips, I mean, he's been lauded for his, his leadership at a really young age. Has he been the standout for you in terms of the young guys, or are they all sort of shown plenty that a lot of them can hit the ground running pretty quickly? Oh, I think Will certainly, uh, you know, a great character. Unfortunately for Will, he had a couple of little niggly injuries, so he wasn't able to get the continuity in his training early on, and he's yep. he's back into full training now, and, and obviously we can really see, you know, obviously why we drafted him. He's so good around the contest. He's got some real power, um, and we'll expect him to be playing, you know, pretty quickly this year, so... Um, you know, the quality of the boy, I think he was actually school captain at his school. He uh, He's a really good character and really driven to, to be the best he can be. So that's what we enjoy about these kids. They just want to improve and they want to play. No doubt. We're talking to John Blakey, of course, Senior Assistant Coach at North Melbourne. On North Melbourne Membership Day, you can secure your seat with a Kangaroos membership upgrade today, membership.nmfc.com. Uh, .au. Just one from Dom that's uh, come through on the text here. John, welcome back to Arden Street. JB, what's uh, your view on uh, Hayden uh, Simpkin in the midfield without Cunnington for now? And he's looked likely to miss that game against Hawthorne, Ben Cunnington, on the weekend. 
Yeah, Ben won't play this week. Um, we're hoping that he'll be ready by round one, obviously, but you know, we won't we won't rush him back. Obviously he's such an important player for us. Um, uh, Jai Simpkins been absolutely terrific in through the midfield. Um, da, um, Luke Davis Uniac, yep. obviously he's uh, he's up and coming and and playing that big bull role in, inside there for us. So we're excited with those boys that are that are doing the job for us at the moment. No doubt, uh, your coach uh, had plenty of interesting things uh, to say uh, today, and and one was uh, certainly in regard to maybe giving the players license to try the uh, torpedo. I think we can have a quick listen to David Noble, who was on with uh, Dwayne uh, earlier today. We got Anthony Rocker on board, Dwayne is our as our ruck coach, and we <laughs> give him a little bit of license to teach our guys how to kick torps. So you never know in the back half of the year we might be launching a few. I was launching a few talks out of the back end. Yeah, so I, I don't mind having those um, those areas of the game. It's a bit of a lost art. And I did actually say to Anthony genuinely a couple of weeks ago about teaching our guys, you know, maybe the art of just how do you actually kick a, a good talk. So we'll, we'll see how we go with that. What's your observation, John? How are these guys going <laughs> at mastering the talk? Well, let's put it this way. Anthony's still the best kick out of all of them. So uh, <laughs> yeah. he certainly can still launch a talk. But, yeah, it's interesting. Look, we, we make no bones about the way that we want to play. We want to play an exciting brand of football. Uh, we want to obviously score more than what we've been able to do. And we want to play with some speed in our game. So uh, they're the areas that we've been exploring and, and working on hard. And, you know, um, David. David's quite um, open to different ideas and he'd certainly be all in favour for the talk, so look out. <laughs> but what's your view on it? I mean, we, you know, I suppose you think back to when Malcolm Blight was coaching, he sort of gave players uh, licence and now it's sort of, you know, for a pe- long period, it was sort of frowned upon if anyone, you know, tried kicking a talk, it was the low percentage uh, kick. I mean, what's your own sort of view on it? I, th- I think if you're able to actually kick kick that type of kick you should you know you should not uh, be afraid to use it we we encourage all our guys to obviously play to their strengths if you just can't kick it put it away don't try it but obviously if you if you think you can nail it, it might be a bit of a weapon particularly now with the kicking rule you know the yep. guys on the mark are 15 meters back yep. if you've got someone that can really launch it you'll be hitting the center and you know obviously uh, the ball played in your front half is pretty important. So if you can do that from full back, um, it might be a might be a bit of a challenge to the opposition. Uh, indeed, uh, so much to sort of have a look at through this community series, the man on the mark rule, and just the way uh, the game is going to flow. What, what did you take out of the the practice match across the weekend? And I haven't seen, to be honest, a lot of vision of the streams. I'm looking forward to actually seeing the games over the next three or four days. Obviously, a lot of talk back on this radio station, divided opinions about the manning of the mark. What's your own observation on it, John? Well, I mean, the rule's in, so we just work with it at the moment. And obviously, it opens up those a uh, bit more space for the kicker. Also, opens up a bit more space for the handball receive guys. So certainly, it'll add some flow to the game. And obviously, um, the AFL want more scoring and, and a quicker game. And certainly, that's one aspect that will, uh, will help. So um, not against it at all. But uh, we're still, you know, we're still working with it. How do we defend it, and, and then how do we really exploit it that uh, we can use it as an attacking weapon as well? And just a, a final one for you on on David. He does come in as the rookie coach, but he comes in as a guy, obviously, with just a vast amount of um, industry experience across so many different roles. He's coached and he's 
uh, outright in, on his own. He's been that assistant coach. He's worked in football uh, ops. I mean, you've also right across your coaching journey been right in the cut and thrust of being in the coaching staff and you've had a sort of director of coaching role. How do you see just, I suppose, both of you coming together as two guys that have had, you know, so much experience over the last couple of decades? Yeah, well, it, it's... Um... It's very exciting, really. I mean, it's a it's a great opportunity, obviously, for David and for myself to to pro- probably put a stamp on a group that um, is is down probably the bottom half of the ladder at the moment. And our challenge is to to rise them back up into the eight and hopefully be a competitive final side over the years to come. So his experience is probably second to none when you look around at, at people. Uh, within our industry, he's he's a wealth of knowledge in so many areas, uh, including coaching and, and and how to operate a football club. Just become invaluable for us, yep. and uh, I just think it's a, a great appointment, and um, and hopefully we can enjoy some success. Yeah, looking forward to seeing the hit out against the Hawks this weekend, John. Really appreciate you coming on uh, tonight, and uh, great to see you back at the Kangaroos. Good luck. And no problem. Thanks for your time. John Blakey, uh, legend. 356 games across his great career and made a pretty good fist of coaching as well. North Melbourne uh, Membership Day. Uh, also, the AFLW memberships. $50 today only, including match access. Membership.nmfc.com.au. Well, it's time now to check out what's happening in the world of greyhound racing. And joining me is uh, Peter Quilty from GRV. Hi, Pete. Nice to be with you, Brett. There was an epic finale to the Australian Cup Carnival at the Meadows on Saturday night. It was proudly showcased on free-to-air television, including the announcement of a million-dollar race that will reach a global audience. And, Brett, all roads lead to Geelong tonight for my Tuesday special. Uh, very nice. It was certainly an unforgettable Australia Cup, Peter. Can you take us through the final stages of that? I certainly can, Brett. The $300,000 first prize came down to a stirring neck-and-neck finish between West Australian whiz Tommy Shelby and local idol Fernando Bluey. In the end, it was race favourite Tommy Shelby by a whisker. He snared his second Group 1 win and is the only sand groper to claim the cup in its 63-year history. But, Brett, the sentimental favourite was Fernando Bluey, who was trained by 18-year-old Kayla Cottrell, Kayla was chasing her second Group 1 win in two weeks, having won the rookie rebel with Fernando Kaz, who was the sister of Fernando Bluey. And Kayla's cousin is Carlton rookie Matt Cottrell, who I've known since a toddler. I attended his 21st birthday bash with family, <laughs> friends and several Blues players at the local hotel. Magnificent. And all were riding home Bluey in the cup. And Brett, I'm not joking. The roar as they crossed the line almost lifted off the marquee roof. <laughs> Wish I was there, Peter. I mean, it certainly was a spine-tingling finish, no doubt about that. Now, how was the million-dollar race uh, pulled out of the fire? Well, Brett, the phoenix has risen from the ashes, if you'll excuse the pun. <laughs> it's the world's only slot race for greyhounds. Yes. Eight yeah. slots will be offered for $75,000 each, with the winner receiving a life-changing wow. $750,000. And, Brett, slot owners can negotiate privately with greyhound owners and trainers or even on sell their slots for profit. It's a game changer and will capture the attention of racing fans around the world. The Phoenix will be staged at the Meadows on December 18 this year. No, it's going to be magnificent, Pete. It's amazing news for, for Victorian Greyhound Racing. Pete, now, who's your Geelong special? We need to uh, get this off you. Well, Brad, I think Stretch Butler is a good thing. 
He's trained locally at Moolap by Darren Key and two starts ago, one over the middle distance in town. Stretch Butler jumps back to a sprint but has won over 460 metres here in good time. He's also won or been placed in six of his past nine starts. Stretch Butler lines up in race eight, box one at 9.05. And Brett, he has a 67% winning strike rate from the Red Alley. Okay, that could be the omen. Thanks for joining us, Pete. We'll catch up again tomorrow for all the latest uh, Greyhound Racing news. Looking forward to it, mate. Greyhound Racing continues under uh, stricter protocols, securing employment for more than 4,000 Victorians. And you can now watch every Victorian Greyhound race live and free by downloading the Watchdog app or follow Watchdog Racing on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, welcome back. Uh, very, very uh, nice to be here on, of course, uh, Time On, the NBL show coming up in just a moment. Uh, five for 369 Western Australia. Redbacks one for 108 uh, in pursuit. Thank you very much. We're going to keep going. Okay. Uh, five for 369. Uh, WA off their 50 overs. Uh, one for 108. Uh, the Redbacks at the moment in the Marsh Cup. That is uh, over at the Wacker. Uh, earlier today, Cameron Green, 144. And uh, in pursuit, uh, as I said, one for 108. Harry Nielsen on 45. Travis Head is unbeaten on 31. So it looks like that's going to be a good run chase. Nice dick over there at the uh, Wacker. Just earlier, uh, Cameron Green making 144, as I mentioned, but with Sean Marsh, who also stepped up uh, with 113. Josh Inglis made 28. Uh, Sam Whiteman made 43. Cameron Bankoff uh, made 18. So that was the tail of the tape as uh, far as uh, WA were concerned. NBL show coming up. Uh, very, very shortly, uh, live uh, A-League uh, coming up uh, after 7 o'clock. The West Sydney Wanderers up against Melbourne City. Talking City up after 9 tonight. The Sporting Capital after uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, Blakey, what a legend at Fitzroy Footy Club. Thank you, Mark. He was. Would like to have kept him a bit longer. Let me tell you, the Kangaroos came knocking and he's a two-time Premiership player. We'll talk some hoops very shortly here on SEN. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.